Hello. <laughs> and happy Halloween. Welcome back to Life of Bi, a spooky history of bisexuality. <laughs> uh, or should we say, Uar, because the topic of this episode is not maybe not the first thing that would jump to mind at Halloween. We're going to be talking about pirates. Specifically, gay pirates, otherwise known as pirates. Of course. Yeah. Which, I mean, why would we be doing it if we were just going to talk about normal pirates? <laughs> yeah. But pirates is actually the name of a subreddit I found this week, which mm-hmm. is dedicated to bisexual people who identify as pirates. Mary- I d- uh, can you identify as a job? May uh, in what sense were they identifying as pirates? Are these people they believe they should be on a ship? They just shared like piratey memes and oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was much less of a like societal so it's like takedown a, than I wanted it to be. Right, so it's a fashion trend. Yeah, it's a fashion trend. And actually, the same is true of pirates on TikTok, which is apparently the way that we key into bisexual culture. <laughs> What do you mean that we keep? Whenever, oh, whenever TikTok, we need to yeah. research something, we're like, what are the bisexuals on TikTok doing? What are they doing? And they're like the world leading... It's become so big that it's impossible to Google anything without it eventually directing yeah. you to TikTok, particularly if you're thinking about bisexuals. Yeah, so I, I Googled, for example, hashtag pirates, and it took me to a TikTok page that was completely full of bisexual people dressed up as pirates. Like, there are so many of them. and um, Are they good? Well, the thing is, like I sort of mentioned earlier, I wanted it to be a bit more like politically piratical, you know, but it was really just an aesthetic concern. I mean, what do you think the pirate politics is? I guess we might get into this later. Well, I think it's to do with like being anti-establishment. Right. But if you're joining swathes of other people on a platform like TikTok to dress up as a pirate, how much of a pirate actually are you? You really aren't, actually. You you're really just aren't. a sheep. You're just a sheep with a dry corner hat. <laughs> <laughs> what an image. Uh, <laughs> but I want to tell you about this trend that they do. It's the hashtag pirate trend. Yeah. Is that there's like a person sitting in like normal clothes, right. sometimes pajamas, looking very casual, and then they chuck a shoe in the air. And then by the time the shoe lands, they do this like transition suddenly. Any old dressed. Well, normally like a a boot. A piratey boot. A piratey looking boot, which is like the signal of transition. And by the time the boot lands on the floor, they have transformed into like a pirate. I was going to say costume, but it's. Sometimes it's a full-on pirate costume and sometimes it's just like... Aesthetic. Sexy clothes Nodding. that nod. Yeah, they gesture towards yes, the pirate. So like, like long waistcoats. Yes. I don't even know what you call those, but those. Those. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. And some like long flowing hair, open white shirts with billowy sleeves. Right. And I actually... And were t- they spooky? No. (laughs) If anything, some of them pretty sexy. Sexy, but also they did make me feel uncomfortable because I do think I find something slightly... There is something slightly embarrassing to me about... You're being so nice. About You found it cringe. I found it so cringe. (laughs) (laughs) Because they're just, like, miming at the screen and... And it basically reminds me of, like, theatre kids. It's, like, bisexual theatre kids. And the reason it made me feel uncomfortable is because that is what I am. <laughs> but you, you luckily just didn't have an iPhone when yeah, you were that age. Exactly. Oh, thank God. This also might be a good time to mention... To tell, let you in on a little secret. Yeah. Which, which is... is... <laughs> 
We're both just as pirates <laughs> <laughs> right now. <laughs> if you want to see the end result, you can go to our Instagram at Hotter Project. But uh, otherwise, you're just going to have to imagine it. I've actually now changed out of it yeah. for full disclosure because I was uncomfortable. Yeah. I got to say, much to my chagrin, <laughs> I put on my pirate costume and I felt great. And I'm still in it. Yeah. Actually, you look incredible. I'm going to describe what you're wearing. Okay, cool. Um, Elle is currently is modelling for us today. Elle is giving me strong pirate energy. A strong pirate wench energy, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've gone a bit femme. Um, they are wearing a long, a cottage, I would say a cottage core black dress with puffy uh-huh. sleeves with a corset belt over the top. Very good on them. Thank you. And their breasts are spilling over the top. <laughs> Too much. No, I love and it. Then, <laughs> Spilling. Breasts, boobs, their bosom. Tits. It's cascading. Their tits are flowing over the edge. <laughs> and then underneath we've got a somebody else's white shirt. They've got great earrings on, a leopard print bandana, mm. which I'm told was very popular in the 1500s, <laughs> and two dots of eyeliner under their eyes. And they look absolutely amazing. And if I looked that amazing, I would still have kept oh. my pirate costume on. Well, I gotta say, I thought Meg looked amazing too. Before Meg had changed, they were wearing black trousers. Still wearing them. A white shirt. Still which got that. Was on. a kind of side collar. Yeah. Pretty cool. And um, and like knee length. Is it knee length? I don't know what it is. Mid thigh length, leather, suede camel waistcoat. Was good actually. Incredible. And a blue pirate bandana. Yeah. And big chunky boots. You yeah. look great. And you even had one little dangly earring. earring. Now, in order to fully get into um, pirate character, Mary, mm-hmm. I have uh, found a thing on Pinterest, which is what be your pirate name? Okay. Based on the first letter of your first name. The last letter of your first name and the first letter of your surname. Right, so I want you to go through it and read out what your what your pirate name is. So first letter of your first name is M, guys. Yeah. Uh, flying is my is my word. Flying. Flying. Last letter of your first name is Y. Flying nautical. Flying nautical. First letter of your surname is H. <laughs> <laughs> my pirate name is Flying Nautical Fishhawk. <laughs> it's got a real ring to it. What do we think? I thought it was going to be like, you know, Scary Harry Miggins. I feel like you can you can have that. Scary Harry Miggins. The real reason why I um, saw this is because I worked out my name. Okay. I and I want you to do it now. Okay, great. L. So first letter of first name is E. Captain. Good start. Good start, Captain. Bit of status play. Last letter of your first name, L. Captain One Ear. (laughs) Captain One Ear. And this is my favourite bit. First letter of your surname, P. (laughs) Slag! My pirate name is Captain One Ear Slag. Which is literally the only reason why I wanted to do this. Oh my god, it's amazing. Captain One Ear Slack. <laughs> We're going to be looking at the golden age of piracy today, which is circa 1650 to 1730. Um, and it has come to our attention 
that pirates during this time, mm. to use the technical term, were gay as fuck. <laughs> or at least some of them. Shout out to the YouTubers and TikTokers Safe Space, who did like a queer pirate TikTok um, video and they inspired us to dig into this a little bit more. Shout out to Mel Lowe, who told us about the TikTokers in the first place. Yeah. So for some quick general context, Elle, I'm just going to yeah. set the scene. I think in order to set the scene, we should have some banjo playing in the background. Great. Welcome to the golden age of piracy. Ooh, There's a myth that this period lasted for centuries. It actually lasted about 80 years from 1650 to 1730. I've got a joke related to this. Okay, go. What did the octogenarian pirate say to his friends? Ooh, arthritis. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. No, it's not. The answer is, I, matey. (laughs) (laughs) And it's funny because the golden age only lasted 80 years. Let's move on. Okay, great. Um, Actual pirate evidence is quite difficult to unpick because pirates were surrounded by... by by, by, by what? You just said pirates. <laughs> pirates were surrounded by um, propaganda from landlubbers. Mm. You know, governments trying to throw fear, make people be scared of them mm. because lots of people would jump. There was lots of moral panic around um, sailors at sea being corrupted in mm. general, like merchant ships and navy ships, mm. let alone pirate ships. So pirate ships were seen as like basically the devil was going to seduce you. Right. And the idea that the sea itself was kind of ungovernable, so you'd, you weren't, you couldn't be sure what people were actually doing yeah. on these ships. So really the only records we have, obviously we've got um, anecdotal accounts from the people on those ships, mm-hmm. and then the, the other times that we intersect with them in history is because... Thankfully for us, it is a criminal pursuit, so there are... Criminal records. Yeah, there are, like, legal records of the people. Mm-hmm. Um, but so there's that side of things, which is where we get that they're so spooky and they're going to kill people and they're yeah. really evil bastards. And the other side is, like, pirates are super romanticised. And I do think that Pirates of the Caribbean, the film, although it has its issues, for example, starring a cunt, <laughs> it does... <laughs> balance those two things mm-hmm. the terrifying haunted pirates and sex and the romantic <laughs> just trying to do his best mm. with the lot he's given god it actually really makes me want to re-watch it i watched it quite recently i'd love to watch it again it's a really good film it's so well written and famously as we've talked about on this part po- on this podcast a bi film now yes because, because of heartstopper yeah that's what the main character played by kit harrington is watching when he Googles bisexuality. Okay, well, anyway, back to the old golden age of piracy. Um, and this is also during the time of the Great British Empire. There's loads of trade at sea. Mm-hmm. So you've got all these, like, communities away from the motherland. Yeah. You've got, like, a colony in Jamaica. And there's also concern, again, about the links between um, a colony in Jamaica and the UK being, like, uh, tenuous. Yes. There's all this fear about everything being broken apart by these battles at sea. Anyway, because of all these things, it's hard to tease out what's true and what's not. Mm -hmm. But famously, history is a story. Uh And this one's a fucking good one. (laughs) So we're going to run with it and just hope it's true. And of course, we have subjected this story to our own rigorous Rigorous. research. And we wanted to present it to you in the most authentic... 
objective way possible. This is the tale of two pirates who aren't what they seem. Ahoy! I'm Pirate Hunter Binks. And I'm Apprentice Pirate Hunter Bonks. And today we're sailing in the sunny waters off the coast of Jamaica. It's the 15th of November, 1720, and what a beautiful day it is. A beautiful day indeed, Bonks, with a beautiful purpose. Lovely day at the beach, bit of sunbathing, might even get a pina colada. Uh, No, Bonks, no, we're here to catch pirates, hence the job title. Oh, yeah. Your CV said you had years of pirate hunting experience. Oh, yeah. And who are we catching today, boss? Well, Bonks, I'm not actually the boss. Who is? The captain of the ship that we've been on for 40 days. Oh, yeah. Captain Jonathan Barnett. The captain thinks we might be on the tail of Calico Jack and his infamous crew. Mere months ago, they stole an armed sloop at formidable cost to the men and loot aboard. Word on the ship is... They're impossible to catch. Pirates ahead! Man the cannon! Ah! That'll be them. Pass us the rum, Calico Jack. I think you've had enough, babe. What? It's the rum party, Andy. Give me my rum! Enough, Mark. Jack is absolutely trolleyed and we need a designated driver. Why can't you do it? Because I'm pregnant with Jack's baby. Yeah, well, so am I. And keep your voice down. We're meant to be men. Oh, whatever. These lads haven't seen a real woman since Panama. Chris saw my tits last week. He didn't blink an eye. Ah, okay. Here we go. They're aiming for our cannons. Where the fuck did they come from? Yep, they've taken out three. Oh, shit. Look. Look. Shit. They're sending a boarding party. Have we got time to... No, they're too close. There's nothing for it. Gotta, Gotta fight. fight. Everybody to four deck now. Where's Jack? Getting forty winks. And where do you think you're going? Can't fight like this. Can hardly stand. I don't care. Get your fucking sword. Where is everyone? Hiding below deck. Are you joking me? Those yellow-bellied jelly legs. Good for nothing. God forsaken. Can't forgetting. Useless men. Not all of us are. That'll show him. That was hot. But save your bullets, because we're gonna need them. Hands up! Oh, who the fuck are you? If you dare take one more step... Binks, were they... were they kissing? By the order of the British Empire, I arrest all aboard this ship for the crime of... And we're back. <laughs> we're back from the... When were we? When was that? <laughs> we were... It was we were 15, in 15, 16. We were in 1720 just then. We're back from 1720. So we joined Binks and Bongs at the very end of the story about Anne Bonny and Mary Reed. So who that, are two real people. Real people who... We've um, absolutely bastardised. It's one of those things in history where like, I actually just can't believe yeah. these two people met. Yeah. It's ripe for the taking. Someone's got to dramatise it soon. And and I don't mean bings and bongs. <laughs> so. so, time for some background of the actual history. So, for the purposes of this story, we're going to refer to these two people as women. But as you will soon discover, 
you could easily call them queer or non-binary, but in history books, they're called women. But you will soon find out why we don't necessarily think that is the case. Right. So we're going to start... This is this is the story of two people, obviously, but we're going to start um, with Anne Bonny. Okay. So Anne Bonny was born in the 1700s, um, and we're not quite sure when, okay. because... She was the illegitimate daughter of an extramarital affair. So her dad, William Cormack, had sex with one of his servant girls. Classique. Um, And when his wife found out, obviously she was a bit pissed off. (laughs) Yeah. So she cut off his allowance. I thought you were going to say something else then. (laughs) (laughs) She cut off his allowance. So she must have had some money that he he was getting via his wife. Sure. She cut off his allowance. He didn't have any money. He ran off with the servant girl and his new daughter... Um, Anne. Right, so he did, he decided to leave his wife. He decided to leave his wife. Um, but then the thing about the thing about having a servant girl and a daughter is that you're the only person that can work in that family. Mm-hmm. And you haven't got, and he didn't have any financial support anymore. Right. So he his dream was to be, was to work in law. And so he was training Anne to be a lawyer's clerk. And so from a very young age, he was dressing Anne as a boy. Wow. So that she so she could pass, work. yeah. So that she would pass and be able to work. That's interesting because it's like, did he want to do that so he could exploit her as like a source of work, or was it so she could have be educated in you know? Sounds like a combo, but it sounds like it worked well. Yeah, I'm sure it was self-serving in some way. Okay, so he's dressed her as a boy and she's working yeah. as a lawyer's clerk. And Anne, by all accounts, is like quite the character. She's got like red hair. Mm-hmm. She's known to be quite fiery. At age 13, she reportedly stabbed another servant girl <laughs> with a knife. Yeah. And lots of, the, lots of the lads liked her. She was known for being quite the catch. There was one instance where a young man tried to um, take advantage of her. Right. Uh, and she beat him up really badly. <laughs> so bad that, quote, he lay ill of it for a considerable time. Whoa, good right? on you, Anne Bonny. Fucking impressive. That's so impressive. Turn around and beat up the guy who's going to assault you. Mm. And then she met this cute but poor pirate James Bonny. Right, James Bonny. James Bonny, that's, that's how she got a her second bit of, name. Yeah, a little yeah. bit of a clue there. And she, they fell in love and she wanted to get married to him. Right. But daddy said no. Daddy didn't like James Bonny, he didn't have enough money. I mean... Daddy Anne, whatever his name was, should have known more than anyone that love and money don't necessarily go together. Yeah. What a hypocrite. Yeah, also, so they were living in um, Charlestown, now known as Charleston, and like it was, there was lots of pirate action in Charlestown. Right. So Anne sort of grew up um, like around pirates. Right. Like when Anne was a teenager, a hurricane hit the town and the whole place flooded. And when Anne was 21, Blackbeard blockaded the town for a Whoa. week from the sea, capturing hostages and extorting the governor for medicines he, he needed. What a life she led. Yeah, right? And just, let's just wait. Because. Yeah, so pirates are coming in and out. That's how she met. That's how she met James Bonny. Sure. Dad didn't like it. Some people report that she so she went off to marry James Bonny. Right, and there are some people that think um, that she tried to burn her dad's house down <laughs> as as revenge. This feels in line for him not liking her hub. Yeah, so off they went uh, sailing into the sunset together. Yeah, to the Republic of Pirates. You know, there was such a place. It's um, it's known as Nassau 
on New Providence Island, and right. it was known as a sanctuary for English pirates. It was right. sort of outside of the law. Yeah. And people sort of convened there to hang out. Very cool. Um, but there was this new guy in charge, this guy called Woods Rogers. So at the time... Um, the British government was trying to, well, a lot of governments were trying to limit pirating. They were trying to get a control on it. Mm, as it had gone a bit insane. Yeah. yeah. And they were trying to persuade people to stop pirating. Sure. And so they had this guy, Woods Rogers, who was offering out the king's pardon. If you accepted the king's pardon, you're basically being like, yes, I was a pirate. Um, this is me renouncing, admitting to it, renouncing it. And in return for sort of signing over your pirate career, mm-hmm. uh, you get to keep your loot. That's not a bad deal. It really, particularly when some of the, like, the biggest loot during this time yeah. was, like, equated to, like, $12 million in today's money. Wow. The, the, it's the, like a really good redundancy package. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Like, the... The degree, like, if you struck gold as a pirate, you could really be making... Yeah, Obviously, then it's, like, a problem. Like, how do you spend it? Yeah. How do you spend $12 million without people knowing you're a pirate? In a long-term cash ISA. Yeah, I just don't think they have those, though. (laughs) What? (laughs) Um, Anyway, so this guy, Woods Rogers, was around on this Republic of Pirates. Sure. Trying to sort of, like, get woo people back. And Mm -hmm. James Bonney was one of his, like, sort of advisors oh right like a mole he was like on the inside yeah letting he was letting james bonnie know the names of certain pirates okay and that's how james bonnie was making a living right but Anne didn't like that it's not really her vibe it sounds like it she's a bit, a bit of a radical revolutionary yeah. but she didn't like it so she started hanging out in the taverns on nassau on nice. her own nice um dressed as a man i think yeah presumably um anyway also in the Republic of Pirates at this time da, da, da. is a guy called Calico Jack who has come to the Republic of Pirates to meet Woods Rogers to sign the King's Pardon. A name that we recognise. And then they recognise from Bigs and Bolts. Um, so he'd literally come here for that purpose to get the King's Pardon. Right. But he's going to the pub, he's having a pint and he meets this hot babe. Yeah. Well, hot, non-binary, gender-fluid person, possibly. <laughs> He strikes his fancy and they really get on. Mm-hmm. Um, they fancy each other. They want to fuck. So uh, this was quite common at the time. Does sound kind of weird now. Calico Jack tries to pay James Bonney to divorce Anne so that he can marry her. Oh, right. Interesting. Interesting. Because the act itself of it's like little, running away mm. is a kind of radical act. But then also your woman is still your property. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you can, that you can pay for. It's called a wife sale. <laughs> You're joking. No, it's called a wife sale. sale. Buy one, get one free. James Bonney wasn't happy about this, obviously. Yeah, fair. You know, tried to report it to the authorities or whatever. Mm. So, Anne and Jack had no choice. Jack, who'd come specifically to get his pardon, (laughs) having signed it, immediately went back to pirating. Him and Anne got a boat, they got a crew and they went off together. Wow, so sailing into the sunset again with a different bloke. Yeah. Beautiful. Um... And this is where we're going to cut over to Mary Reed. Mary and Anne have got weirdly similar stories in their early life. Sure. um, As you're about to hear. Mary's a bit um, older than Anne. She's born in 1685. But she also started dressing as a boy from a young age, but for a different reason. What are the chances? 
Mary was also the child of an extramarital affair. Gotta love them. Right? So in her case, it was the mum that had been naughty. Her mother's hubby yeah. was a sailor who was away at sea often, obviously. That's his job. Yeah. And while he was away... Um, she got busy. She had sex with somebody else. They were away for a long time. I mean, come on. You've got to have the talk about an open relation. Yeah. Mary's mum also had a son by the husband. Right. And, and, while, the, and while the sailor was at sea... Mm-hmm. Mary's mum got pregnant with Mary. Yeah. And the son died. So, because she was afraid of the sailor, of her husband, cutting off her allowance, what she did was dress up Mary as her dead son. To pretend that that was him. To pretend that was him and to continue getting, like, the money that she needed from, oh the, from the marriage. Oh, my God. That is... Right? Now, that is Halloween-y. That's pretty Halloween-y to be dressed. I mean, to be fair, Mary never met her half bro but no, she just sure, dressed as a like dead hot bro the mom is you know like woo. I mean yeah. it makes sense like practically you gotta do something to get your money in but that is mental and must it must have been I mean poor woman that's, yeah. a, bad, that's a bad time isn't it's it? a bad year your son dies your first son dies thank god she was pregnant again yeah I don't know if it's like cats but you know it's better when you get another one <laughs> and then um well dressed as a boy Mary Reed was also able to find work exactly like Anne. Amazing. It's like different work. Mary Reed found work as a footboy and then employment on a ship. I thought you were going to say a footballer then. <laughs> she later joined the British military all this time oh in disguise. God. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. Um, and while, while in the military, she married a Flemish soldier who then died. Right. So she's already been through one She marriage. married a Flemish soldier, but she was a man. She was dressed as a man. Oh my God, good cue. You've... That's a hole. Maybe it was like I maybe don't she know. left the military, married him, and Have returned. Have you I don't seen know. the film? Like, if you had technology at this time, you wouldn't be able to like play around with with your yeah. Well, actually, well, people, people play do. with their pronouns now. People do, but it's not to actually escape people's notice. Mm. Like Mary's actually going undercover constantly. Yeah. What's this film with um, Amanda Bynes in it? I know. That's based on Twelfth Night, where she dresses up as her brother. But it's a bit like that. Anyway, so while Reed was in the military service in the right. Netherlands, yeah. on for the second time, mm-hmm. her ship was taken by pirates, um, whom she willingly joined, right? Whoa. She joined the pirates, then she accepted the king's pardon, since so officially like renouncing her piratehood. Right. Um, took a commission to be a privateer, so that's someone that's a bit like a pirate hunter, someone who's going to go around. A pirate hunter, like beats yeah. and bonks. Mm-hmm. But actually did join the crew in mutiny. So she said one thing, did another. Okay. And then in 1720, she joined pirate John Calico Jack wow. and his cap- companion, Anne Bonny, who both believed her to be a man when she joined And she also believed Anne to, to be, be a, man. a man. Yeah, and uh, purportedly people on the ship didn't know. The only person who's meant to have known that Anne Bonny was was a woman was John Calico Jack her lover as they did have like a brief little bit of piratey fun together Mm -hmm. on the 22nd of August 1720 the three stole an armed sloop which is just a sloop is just a kind of boat then this is where it gets really good okay so these two people meet Mary and Anne dressed Mm -hmm. as both of them dressed as men both believing the other one to be a man yeah but then Bonnie Anne Bonnie starts getting feelings for Mary Reed. Right. Or Mark Reed. So that's the name that Mary was going by. Yeah. Mark. Anne was going by Andy and Mary was going by Mark. 
Um, I do find that quite funny. I mean, yeah, it's good. <laughs> um, anyway, so, but Anne Bonny told Mary that she was a woman because she fancied her. Wow. Yeah. And Reed revealed that she too was a woman. Oh my God, what a conversation. That's insane, isn't it? If I could go back in time to any point in history... I would be a fly on the wall of that convo. I'm I'm desperate to know what that revelation was like. Well, I, I wonder how much of a revelation it was because I feel like if mm. you... I like recognises like, right? That's yeah, how yeah, the gaydar yeah. works. Yeah. And I think they must have known. If all the people on that ship, Mary and Anne, they must have looked at each other and been like, something about you feels really familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and you... And you know what it's like to disguise that stuff. Yeah. And so you would make... You're hiding your, all the things that they're hiding. You're primed to notice, to notice those details in somebody yeah. else. And so I do... I also think, like, truly, if, if Anne Bonny really was hiding um, her gender from literally everyone mm. around her, it's a bit of a... It's a dangerous move to, to confess... It. Yeah, to, a, to, what, to who you think is a guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't what if do he doesn't unless... fancy you back? Yeah, so then, maybe she probably already suspected. Them. I think she must have had an yeah. inkling. That's my theory. She has an inkling. Incredible. So they confessed to each other. Then what? In happened? the same moment that they were both dressed as men, that they both fancied each other. Incredible. And then obviously they start getting. You know, they become in inverted commas best friends. Yeah, I've got some info about this later. Okay, and I can't wait for that. Um, and Calico Jack starts getting really gel. Yeah, because it's you know his. His lovers seems to have this new intimacy with the and, new pirate. And Calico Jack th still thinks that Mark, Mary Reed... Is a man. Is a man. Yeah, that's right. why he's jealous. Yeah. He's seeing... He knows it to be Anne hanging out with... God, it's confusing. He <laughs> knows his lover to be hanging... Like, is hanging yeah. out with this dude a lot. Right. He gets jealous. And so they tell him as well. Anne tells him as well <sighs> to sort of abate his jealousy because right. we know what it's like with... Jealous men. Jealous men. And so they sort of calmed him down. Yeah. But that meant that you had, you basically now got... A thrapple. A polyamorous bisexual love triangle Whoa. sworn to secrecy. On a to pirate conceal, ship. Yeah. I'm shaking my head in disbelief. Um, That's incredible. Yeah. It needs to be a film. So one person they captured while being pirates was another woman called Dorothy Thomas. Oh, and right. she says that she could see... In the count, she says that she, they thought she thought they were women. Ah, uh, right. Um, she said they wore men's jackets and long trousers and handkerchiefs tied about their heads, and each of them had a machete and pistol in their hands. Whoa! And they cursed and swore at the men to murder her, Dorothy. That is. Oh wow! Um, but she said that she knew they were women from the largeness of their breasts. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was very presumptuous of Dorothy. <laughs> that was very bio biological essentialist of her. This bit of the story gets a bit confused. Right. By some reports, this um, bisexual love triangle, polyamorous, gender Menage fluid, à trois. doesn't last very long. Right. In some, in some accounts, they were together for years doing piratey bits. I hope it's that. All we do know is that on the 15th of November, 1720... Rackham and his crew, that's Calico Jack, and his crew were attacked by pirate hunter Captain Jonathan Barnett and during Binks a rum and party. Binks and Bonks. During a rum party. During a rum party. They're yeah. all pissed out of their minds. Uh-huh. And this is when it gets, this is when it all goes to shit. Yeah. All, everybody's drunk apart from Mary and Anne. <laughs> so that, and they all, because they're drunk, they all go and run into the hold. 
to hide from the pirate hunters. <laughs> yeah, they'll Mary never find you there. Mary and to defend themselves. They'll never find you. Obviously, it doesn't work for very long. Yeah. It's like these two, it's like this two and one other dude against a whole ship of people. I mean, imagine abandoning. Imagine just hiding. You're meant to be a fucking pirate, guys. So it's no surprise that Mary... Didn't Mary shoot one of them? She shot from the deck down into the holes. She sort of shot into the floor. <laughs> reportedly, <laughs> in her fury, and reportedly killed one of them. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, she actually did them a favour because they all got caught and were all sentenced to hanging. Right, so better to be shot I by think, her own crewmate yeah. than hung. Well, yeah. Hanged. Hopefully, you know, her shot was well good, good aimed. And true. Good and true. Um, so, yeah, everybody gets arrested. Everybody gets sentenced to hanging. And that's where we left them in our scene. That's where we left them. But then Mary and Anne plead the belly. They plead the belly. They say that they're pregnant, which means they can't be... They means they get an extension. They're not going to be right. hung just yet. Like a nine-month extension on a deadline. Yeah. But does that not just put off death... It does, but I guess things can change in that time. People mm. might soften their resolve. Yeah. And do they think do they think that they actually were pregnant? Because that's something that in our scene we decided to lean into that that they that they were both pregnant. Yeah. But do we know whether they were just because people used to plead the belly? Yeah. In a duplicitous way. I mean, too. it's pretty convenient, isn't it, that they both yeah. were? Oh no, I'm pregnant. Obviously, it's possible. They yeah. could be. I mean, it's kind of legendary if they both were yeah. pregnant with Calico Jack's son at the same yeah. time. God, just imagine the three ways on a pirate ship. <laughs> Keeping it all secret as well. Those guys must Three ways known. without contraception, though. That's a fucking ball ache. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That is a ball ache. Um, Insert some sort of pun about semen. <laughs> we don't really know if they were. Right. Uh, and by some accounts... Um, Anne Bonnie had already had a kid at this point. Right. Um, a few years earlier, Calico Jack stopped his ship in Cuba so that Anne could get off and have a baby and get back on again. Did she just leave the baby behind? I'm also like, if they were showing, if their bellies were showing, then the yeah. other people on the crew would have known they were pregnant. But this is why I'm excited to tell you about what I was looking up, um, what I was researching, because I think pirate crews were pretty forgiving places. So what happened in the end to Mary Reed and Anne Bonny? Well, Reed died of a violent fever while in prison, oh, unfortunately. That's sad. Um, she was buried on 28th of April, 1721. Right. And historians, some historians believe that the fever was connected to a trouble with the pregnancy. Right, right. So they're hopping on board that she actually was pregnant. Right. Um, however, Anne, way more mysterious. There's a record of uh, Anne Bonny... Uh, Anne. <laughs> Anne Anne Body at some point who was buried like nearly 20 years later. Right. But there's no record of her execution. She wasn't executed. Right. There's no record of how she got out of prison. So... But she did somehow carry on for a bit. Yeah. She somehow survived it. So, But they were the only two to survive that whole ship. Wow. And this, just to go back to fiery Anne Bonny, I mean, this is the guy that she's been a pirate partner with for years. Mm -hmm. But when... John Calico Jack was, like, sentenced to execution. Anne Bonny's passing comment was, if he had fought like a man, he need not have hanged like a dog. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Wow, that is, like... Brutal. That, those are the words of someone who tried to burn down their dad's house. Right? 
That's if you like, fought like no, a man, you need not have hanged like a dog. There's no sympathy there. There's no sympathy. It's like you fucking no ran remorse. to the hold. It's your own fault. If you'd stayed up there, you haven't been so drunk, we could have killed them all and you wouldn't be hanging. And she, she was angry. She lasted an extra 20 years. Good honour. Good honour. Hey, you, listener. Yeah, you. Life of Bi is an independent podcast supported by Patreon. Every month, the three of us, me, Al and Tom, put hours of our time, days even, into creating new episodes of queer content just for you. If you enjoy listening to Life of Bi and you want to pay us for the work that we make, you can go to patreon.com forward slash life of bi. All we're looking for is the price of a cup of coffee or a pint of beer a month. But if you can donate more, please do. Because that means you'll be paying for people on lower incomes to listen to the pod for free. Be like a pirate and share your booty. Thank you. My line of thinking was like, okay, this is an amazing story. Why were people on the pirate ship not surprised to see like such a deep partnership between like two men um do you mean mary and Anne, but mary also and calico anne, jack and but anne. also yeah calico jack and anne before um before mary was on board yeah and the thing is that it wasn't that unusual for like two pirates to form a really strong partnership it was known as matelotage Ooh. and that is the actually the origins of matey oh yeah. wow so it's french for seamanship but if you were a matelot with someone it meant that you had an agreement but it was an agreement between two buccaneers and they agreed to share their incomes inherit their partner's property in case of their death pledge to protect and fight alongside each other in battle always act in the other's interest and they would sometimes exchange gold rings as a mark of their loyalty to each other. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, obviously, when you look at that, you think, well, that sort of seems like a marriage. Yeah. You, you know, you're sharing your income, you're protecting each other's property. It's, it's basically like... the markings like, of a marriage. Yeah, it's till death do us part. And some people, well... One it's fucking cute, actually. Yeah, exactly. It's like this solidarity thing. And there's one historian who basically his theory is that it was a same sex relationship, essentially. His name is Professor Barry Richard Berg. And he wrote a book called Sodomy and the Pirate Tradition English Sea Rovers in the 17th Century Caribbean. And he says that the relationship of matelotage was normally between an older man and a young and like a youth, basically, that in a relationship that had a clearly homosexual characteristic. So that's why I think people might not have been that shocked that the captain, Calico Jack, was involved with... Andy Bonnie. Yeah. Andy, Andy Bonnie. Um, and his theory is that in such a male-dominated world, homosexuality was probably quite common. Right. Because they were going on cruises yeah. for often years at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of mad to expect them to, like, you know, for homosexuality not to have been present on ships. As we said, you're also, you're outside, like... 
the normal bounds of the law. Yeah, right? exactly. Exactly. So it's like, okay, if you're throwing aside societal constraints of one kind, like living on land, being governed by institutions, then you might be more likely to be like radical and queer in other ways. Yeah. So that's why we think of pirates as queer because they like lived queerly like on the sea in this like fluid space. Mm. And so Berg thinks that this is like a great place to be gay, <laughs> basically. I'm with him. There is some evidence. Well, you can look at some evidence and read it queerly, right? So in 1645, the governor of Tortuga... Now, you might have heard of Tortuga because it's in Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, yeah. And it was well known to be like this, well, rowdy, rowdy place. Like okay. huge amounts of like... It was like an incredibly liberal place because you were like free not only to pillage and loot, but also like be intimate with people in public, you know. As in sex, have sex yeah, in public. Yeah, exactly. Oh my so, God, this place sounds fucking amazing. It was absolutely mental. But in 1645, the governor of Tortuga, his name was Jean Levasseur, he tried to rein in some of like the madness. But in order to do that, he requested to the French government that 2,000 female prostitutes should be sent to the island, supposedly in order to deter matelotage between men. Oh, my God. So they were pro-prostitution so that they could stop these intimate relationships between men. So it was obviously, like, notable enough that they wanted to stop it from happening. That must have been quite a fun ship. I mean, I'm really romanticising it here. I've just pictured, like, basically a 2,000-strong hen party, which I'm sure is not what it was like. Like, sailing over to Tortuga and also yeah. flirt with some guys. Yeah, it's like and you're being paid. <laughs> you're being paid to do it. I'm sure that's not what it was like. No. I'm sure, like, it was incredibly dangerous. But the plan of sending 2,000 prostitutes totally backfired because some pirates began marrying prostitutes and then shared them with their matelotage partners. <laughs> and that is like pretty bi, because you have these two pirates in an intimate, we don't know how intimate relationship, which is like a marriage, involving a prostitute in like the threesome, basically. Oh God, this is one of those things where like, you just presented with the facts and I can imagine such a gorgeous version of that story. And yeah. I can also imagine like the worst. Yeah, 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 yeah. So a lot of people think that Berg is completely off his rocker. Right. I should like, I should acknowledge that. Um, For thinking it's gay. Yeah, in fact, uh, there's a... Surely it would be, it's also completely nuts to suggest that there wouldn't be lots of gay behaviour well, with those circumstances. That's the thing. And one of the people who criticised Berg's theory, um, his, his name was Robert C. Ritchie. And I want to read you a quote from it because I think it's really interesting for bisexuality because he said although i agree that homosexuality existed there is too much evidence of pirate heterosexuality in too many sources for me to accept this thesis so oh what god he, so yeah, limited it's so limited because like has he ever heard of bisexuality what the fuck? his theory is that because there are so many stories of pirates like sleeping with prostitutes and like you know, oh, living Jesus. very heterosexual lives. He thinks that this is completely mutually destructive to the idea of people being homosexual. Oh my God, two deep eye rolls there, which yeah. you couldn't see there. And also, something that, you, although there's not a lot about homosexuality 
and pirates in like evidence you can sort of read between the lines so for example the royal navy which gives us like a perfect foil to look at compared to pirates in the royal navy they had loads of like anti-buggery acts written into the way that the royal navy worked because they knew that you know people were away at sea for a really long time so they legislated against it and pirates had a lot of code as well oh yeah i know about this yeah and homosexuality is never mentioned in any of the codes so there's no rule against it yeah so it's kind of significant in its omission can i add some stuff about pirate codes there yeah sure because they're like they're like fascinating documents there are loads of reasons why you signed them but um you would sort of agree to like the rules of the ship which were actually way more democratic than the yeah how governments were led at the time Mm. because captains were elected not just selected yeah and um they had a second they had like a right hand man or whatever Mm. who was able to like limit their powers so whereas on a whereas on like a merchant ship or a navy ship the captain was a complete autocrat and would mainly like keep the peace or sort of maintain his power with violence yeah on a pirate ship you're everybody's more equal so there is a captain but because there is a sort of more democratic approach it's less strict yeah um yeah and then the other reason you sign them this is also pretty interesting the other reason they would get people to sign them was because if you did get turned over to a government if the pirate ship was core yeah it was to make sure that people couldn't pretend that they'd been forced right yeah to be on the ship because there would literally be a document showing that they had willingly signed it yeah and that meant that everyone would be hung so then you're bound by blood as well yeah so that's really important in we have evidence of these documents and there's no there's no legislation on yeah. pirate ships against homosexuality. Yeah. So Berg uses that as evidence that ships were probably pirate ships were probably quite accepting places. In fact, he goes as far as to say that quote a pirate crew could be the safest place you could be. Yeah. Well, as we know person. as well, like the only reason, often the only evidence we have of like homosexual activity or whatever, mm. is from criminal records yeah so the absence of criminal records does not mean that it's not happening yeah it just yeah, means yeah. it's not being penalized yeah which is probably a good thing so it's definitely a good thing <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what do yeah. you mean who's signing <laughs> on <laughs> yeah let me be clear that's great <laughs> but like i think it's important it's important to note that we like started this episode thinking of pirates as like a spooky thing or like something associated with halloween but by the end what i think is like i would love to be a pirate they're like the least scary things ever uh very queer accepting places yeah (laughs) i'm deciding to just run with this idea which is probably not true that a pirate ship is a queer utopia i love that so, like, I agree with you on the queer utopia thing. I do think it would be, I think it would be, like, a fairly stressful life being a pirate. <laughs> I do want to add that in. Yeah. Like, Anne Bonnie, like, I love reading about her. I think she might be quite a scary person to meet, maybe. Yeah. If she's capable of, like, stabbing a servant girl at 13. Fair. Quite, like, volatile. Yeah. We just don't know. I'm probably really hot as well. <laughs> but I do think you'd have to be pretty cutthroat and... Mm. And we're saying that all these people are joined together by a pact that means they would all be hung. Yeah. So the stakes are pretty fucking high. high. Yeah. 
Yeah, but there is a famous quote that sums up what you were just saying about queer utopia. Okay. So this is what apparently Bartholomew Roberts said. He was a pirate called Black Bart. In an honest service, there is thin commons, low wages and hard labour. In this, plenty and satiety, pleasure and ease, liberty and power. And who would not balance creditor on this side when all the hazard run for it, at worst, is only a sour look or two at choking? No. A merry life and a short one shall be my motto. <laughs> yeah, Pretty fucking good, isn't it? So basically, pirate code is YOLO. A mantra for our time. Queer YOLO, I know. Everyone deserves better. Higher wages, more joy. Yeah, come on. Who was his name? Black Bart. Black Bart, your legend. Legend. What a way to finish the show. We're finishing. Yeah. It's over. Oh, bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, before we go, I just wanted to do a quick shout out to one of our Patreons who's called Marisa. Um, and they are doing a workshop uh, for the bi and pan community. Uh, Marisa says it's a workshop for exploring identity, building confidence and creating bi communities. Um, they offer it every two to three months. And the next one is on Monday, the 14th of November. And I just thought I would shout that out. You can find out more about it um, at marisamuso.com forward slash workshop. That's Marisa Musso, M-A-R-I-S-A-M-U-S-S-O dot com forward slash workshop. And it's based in Oakland, but the workshop is online. Go, Marisa! Life of Bi was made, hosted and edited by Elle Potter and Mary Higgins. Sound design and production by Tom Foskett-Barnes. Funded by you, the listener. And special thanks to Mel Lowe for the tip-off. I just want to say... And it ain't over till the bisexual speech! Hey, you, listener. Yeah, you... Life of Bi is an independent podcast supported by Patreon. Every month, the three of us, me, Al and Tom, put hours of our time, days even, into creating new episodes of queer content just for you. If you enjoy listening to Life of Bi and you want to pay us for the work that we make, you can go to patreon.com forward slash life of Bi. All we're looking for is the price of a cup of coffee or a pint of beer a month. But if you can donate more, please do. Because that means you'll be paying for people on lower incomes to listen to the pod for free. Be like a pirate and share your booty. Thank you.